I'm Chase. And I'm Timothy. And this is Customer Service. How are you doing, big fella? Oh, I'm fine, big fella. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine as I said that to you, you're all of, of like a persona, you know, in some other universe where you're an 18-wheeler driver and mm-hmm. you go by and your truck is named Big, big Fella. Big Fella? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. the truck's big, but I'm not that big. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a nice, that's a nice look. I, I, I always, I, I'm envious when people talk about like being into like CB radio, like as if that's something that would have really existed in my time and I could have gotten into it. Yeah. I yeah. don't think it did, but I, I would like, it seems fun just yeah. talking to random people. Oh, for sure. It was kind of podcasting before podcasting. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. I remember my dad's grandparents, when I was young, they had like a proper, what's the kind of van that has a bed in the back? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like, a, do like a, you know, like a van, like a, van, like a, like a hey, why has it got a bed in the back though? Like a, it's like a travel van. It's a bed with like curtains and it had like a yeah, little I mean, TV. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, what a I'm lot saying? of times they had like little like coffee tables in them for some reason. Yeah, I stuff like with, yeah. that. Stuff like that. And and for instance, we had like a Super Nintendo, and I remember watching Shrek on like the little ass TV. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that that thing had a built-in CV radio, and I remember the, for a period when my dad would drive it, he would just have it on and we'd listen to the truckers talk back and forth and like they all knew each other you know what i mean and they say anything interesting i don't know man it was well it was way over my head i'm sure i'm sure it was interesting yeah yeah Yeah. but no i I just always thought that was cool being like damn so you're cued into all these real roadsmen huh yeah that's interesting that that a van would come with that too yeah and it was old dude like it was old it was like an old van interesting i can remember one time tire goes out on the highway and we drove that bitch with no tire like just Oh, no it's like Burger King. You know, tire tire popped, and then we, we were near oh, an exit, oh, 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 so that we just oh. kind of trucked Sands wow. tire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stories of the road. Yeah. With Chase. Hate I hate hate driving, so <laughs> all right. Well let's 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 not waste any time. Let's get into it. Today. Yeah, we had a nice fruitful conversation. Yeah. Quite long. It's a spiritual conversation yeah. about clothing. Yeah. With, with none other than Jonah Weiner of Blackbird's Spy Play. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it went, it went exactly as you'd want to if you know the guy. Yeah. If you don't somehow know him and you follow us and everything, please rush over and sign up to, for his... Uh, he's got a Patreon that, where he runs his newsletter... Patreon? No, it's just a newsletter. Substack. Substack. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's 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 like it's a really it's an interesting. If you get in there, like just just get in there and start reading it. It's he's got a very specific voice. It's got very specific opinions. It's a really interesting way to look at fashion that like doesn't feel pretentious, although it really deep dives on stuff. And it's it's and it kind of it's more instead of like I think a lot of things like exist around talking about like. The history or the preservation or the technique or whatever with fashion. This is focused more on like new ways to think about clothes. And I mm-hmm. think that it's like that's what makes it one of the reasons that it's so interesting is that it's like it's a, it's very much trying to change your perspective on how you view fashion and style and, and yep. fabric and all this stuff. So it's it's I couldn't implore you to do something more than to go check it out. It, yeah. it is one of the it is one of the my favorite newsletters. It has been I've been on it since the beginning. I just really it, it's re, it's a really cool piece of uh, piece of fashion history. I yep. think uh, that that will that we looked back on yep. just as fondly as it's it's being viewed now. So it's um, yeah. If you don't if you don't follow it, follow it right now. Yep. If 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 you don't, let's let's jump in here and you'll get a taste of uh, of the of the lines of thinking. But the newsletter is really special. So. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was such a pleasure talking with him. He mentions yeah. how he doesn't. He feels like you need a certain quickness and a wit to have a. And he's got it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it, yeah, it was yeah, an yeah, awesome yeah. conversation. Yeah. He's super easy to talk to. 
you know, he's been in our fold for a little bit, but uh, yeah, it was, it was just great. Yeah. It felt like we made a, made a new buddy. Yeah. So let's, uh, without further ado, let's jump right in with Jonah here. Yeah. Let's hop into it. All right. I feel like with the podcast, it's been interesting because we're, when, when you do like a, like what we're doing where it's like, we're a multi-brand retailer, it can be like kind of tough because I don't, we don't like represent ourselves really. You know what I mean? We represent brands, we have models, blah, blah, blah. But we talk to a bunch of people, but we never, we rarely talk as like ourselves. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's been funny to like, we're mm-hmm. like all these people and at least a lot of them like that we've interviewed so far, I've known from like trade shows from before because I used to work like on the wholesale side of stuff and so I like I, I've met a bunch of people that way but sometimes like it, it, we'll, we'll go to talk to someone and we're like I know I've talked to you a bunch but I guess I you've never seen me we've never met for yeah, any reason yeah. some people have met Chase or seen Chase because he's like in like he models some of the clothes and stuff but yeah right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's how I, that's how I know what Chase looks like but um <laughs> I mean yeah it's interesting like this you know like the newsletter Blackbirds by plane like we started in the pandemic and that was one of the like um, I mean, it's analogous to what you're saying. It's just sort of nice to have this mechanism or this excuse to just sort of like get on the horn with people yeah. and talk to people. So like when we do interviews, like, yeah, it's just sort of, um, it's a world expander, right? Like you feel a little less like you're in your own little bubble. Well, what, you know what, why don't you have a podcast? I feel like you'd be great at it. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I, I don't, well, short answer is I don't think I'd be great at it. I think it takes a. It takes um, uh, a quickness and a skill. Well, yeah, part of the answer is I think it takes a quickness and a skill that I'm not sure I have. Yeah. Um, uh, I like being a podcast guest because, as you can hear, beautiful voice. Yeah, I don't like to deny people. <laughs> I don't like to deny people this voice. But no, I mean, uh, you know, and the other part of it is just it's more work. Like writing writing this yeah. this newsletter takes enough time. Like I just don't have enough don't have enough uh, power well, to um to also be doing a podcast. And Tony, because I I remember when I talked to you last time, I had mentioned like I, I had I'd gotten into Blackbird's Bible because I feel like I, I don't remember like, how many people had sent me that when it first came out. I was like, you got to check it out. It's so good. And I remember seeing the name and I'm like, I've seen this name somewhere before. And I love, love, love like celebrity profiles. So I was like, I know I've seen this name before. And then it was like, oh my God. Yeah. I've read some of your stuff. When I looked you up, I was like, I've totally read this. I've read this guy before. You know what I yeah. mean? So like how, like, first of all, I had the first question I wanted to ask you, cause I guess I don't know where are you, where are you from originally? New York, New, New York. York. And I lived in New York. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in Oakland now with Aaron, my yeah. wife and partner on the newsletter, uh, for her work, her work brought us out here, but, um, yeah, I'm from New York and lived there until we moved out here. So like my entire life had been like in a 90 mile radius cause I went to school upstate New York. Um, but yeah, California, uh, for the last like nine years. So when, when you say like you were, so you, were you born in like in the city or were you like from upstate? No, born in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, and grew up in Brooklyn until we moved to uh, Staten Island. So Atterboro boy. And my folks are still there. Nice. So do you like where does the 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 you know, because with the Blackbirds pipeline, it definitely has this like thing that I think was happening in the Zeitgeist, like where this like this like you know, and we're in Boulder, so we get a lot of it, but like this, like, you know, this hippie, earthy, blah, blah, blah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like however you describe it. Outdoor Wh- shroomy situation. Yeah. Where does that hit mm-hmm. you? Is it from mm-hmm. being in upstate New York or did this happen? Did that start connecting with you moving to California? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, I think there's like, there's two parts to it. One is like, just in terms of like outdoor clothes, there's this like fascinating moment in the nineties where you have, 
uh, kids in New York, a lot of outer borough kids, a lot of like cool black kids uh, initially, and then being copied by white kids who copy cool black kids, mm-hmm. kind of like rocking all these brands from the Bay Area, right? Like, uh, you know, and, and maybe... Maybe I guess Mountain Smith was from Colorado. So like oh, yeah. there's some kids rocking Mountain Smith, but like this 90s kind of like pipeline between um, you know, these Berkeley and like East Bay, you know, outdoor lines that suddenly got like, you know, very popping in like New York outer boroughs in like and yeah, in New York period in like a totally different just like sort of fashion only context. I mean, that said, like the winters get pretty intense in New York. So there was some utility to it, mm-hmm. but you know, a very different context from, you know, people spending the weekend, you know climb in half dome or something sure yeah, yeah, yeah. um and so that was kind of like so so that's like the initial um introduction of sort of a certain kind of like outdoor yeah. culture as written through clothing specifically is just sort of like being a teenager in 90s new york and like that shit was just cool um and but the, yeah also like yeah i went to school upstate and um I always, you know, like go on camping trips with my parents and like, it's honestly just something I never had enough of in my life. Like mm-hmm. I would do, like, it's funny. Like I remember just like going with buddies to, um, hike bear mountain, which is this, uh, very, it's like by California standards, it's like a hill. Like it's, yeah, like, sure, a, sure. <laughs> it's like, it's like almost like ludicrous to call it a mountain, but this tiny little mountain that's sort of like, um, maybe like an hour North of the city. If that, uh, like I was just starved for like any, you know, any sort of like, you know, just being in the trees type situation. Um, and so whenever we would do like vacations out to California or to the Pacific Northwest, my soul, I could just feel my soul expanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just like something that honestly, like y- you get kind of in Maine, that real sort of like rugged sort of like epic, you know, kind of coastal forest vibe. But yeah. You don't really get it in the East coast. And it's something, it's kind of, it's something that I was always sort of, I don't know, like missing in my New York experience. Yeah, I think it's funny that like no matter, especially when you're a kid, you get drawn to like whatever you don't have. Like we're both from oh, the yeah, Midwest yeah. and I was obsessed mm. with like living in cities or being in cities because it was just like I always assumed there was stuff happening. I, well, not I assumed. I knew stuff was happening that was not happening where <laughs> I was from. And it was just like as soon as I could bolted to one of those places. You know what I mean? And I think it's the same thing right. where it's just like whatever you don't have, you're just drawn to that. It's like the grass yeah. is always greener kind of thing. Cause, and, and And I had no... When I moved to Boulder, I didn't even really know where that was on a map. I had no concept right. for it. Like, where I mean, and then I lived in Chicago for a long time, so I didn't. I've never. I'd never even seen a mountain before, hmm, anything yeah. like it. Because people were like, "Oh, you're gonna do skiing out there?" I'm like, "No, I'm not. I didn't know. It. I've never. That's never come up <laughs> for me. There's nowhere to do that." And uh, so when we moved out here, it was like it is really like. And I'm I'm a known not lover of nature, just because I didn't. You know, the the version I grew up with is just we played outside a lot, but it was just. You know, backyard yeah, you know, yeah that was about the nature exposure we had <laughs> and, or in like a uh, cornfields and then uh and then I, so i'd never really like, grow up i don't have any connection to it or anything like that and that's why i guess i was wondering of like 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 as as it's evolved over time like like what's drawn is it just like the the being outside and everything it just keeps kind of drawing you in further to like you know like we we're talking about that kind of like hippie shroomy like thing that happens because it's like i do have a little once i started coming out here and hiking it was like Oh, there is something like meditative about this and really and nice and like the, you know, people are much more relaxed and you know what I mean? Like all Mm -hmm. these things that were like Mm -hmm. a bigger deal when I was a kid, like, you know, when we bought weed, it was like a whole ugly situation. You know what (laughs) I mean? And out here it's different. And it's like that whole thing is very like alluring once you're around it. So it's like, that's why I was wondering like, oh, if you'd never been around it, how did like, how did that start connecting over time? 
Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I don't know. It, probably just like first experiences would have just been yeah, camping trips with my parents yeah. and just yeah. really loving. I'm just like, honestly, I think that um, on a molecular level, there is some actual scientific theory that I'm going to totally botch and mangle because a like a buddy told me about like some like yeah, article yeah, yeah. he'd half read, and I have a horrible <laughs> um, memory, and I'm a dumbass. So those are all going to converge on like a it. very uh, home, mangled, botched. <laughs> But he he was telling me something about um, that there is some. All right, I'll just lie and just like say this with confidence. Perfect. Some some molecular, some, you know, some molecules, some chemicals that trees release that uh, sort of you know bond. I'm totally bullshitting right now. That mm-hmm. bond with the blood cells, sure, and uh, and and release endorphins. There you go. That sounded. I uh, feel like I don't, that's I don't, close like a, enough to things yeah. I've heard, so that's good yeah, enough yeah, for yeah. me. I believe. Yeah. I believe you. Yeah, I mean, well, geez, some like some scientific biological underpinning essentially for the like that experience of just your soul kind of glowing when you're in the trees. Yeah, you know? yeah, like yeah. There's actually something that that's happening on a bloodstream level. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think Chase, you're very connected. Like he's 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 much more of an an outdoorsman, or at yeah. least growing into one. At least with like gardening and all this stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you've got it. You feel that, right? You feel the. I mean, yeah. I was gonna say, Johnny, you you you're into gardening, right? I've heard you mention it. Yeah, yeah, m- m- more so, Aaron. Sure, um, sure. In fact, yeah, when she hears this, she's gonna be like, "You're not into gardening." <laughs> like, she, she does it, and I help. I, I try and weed. I like weeding a lot. Weeding is like a very meditative oh, practice. You know, any, getting into one of those. Yeah, anything getting your hands in the dirt, dude. I think that that's the special thing. I do a thing where, uh, just in in relation to you know, like you said, the trees. Like when in the summer, when my garden is in full bloom, and we'll get up, and I try to like be outside within like the first five minutes of opening my eyes mm. like barefoot yep. and i've heard that there's something to that like grounding yourself to the earth and the way your ions interact etc cetera, etc cetera. we can all hear it in your voice like we can all hear that, that yeah that, that this is a man who woke up with absolutely just with, <laughs> with toes in the soil dude um, perfect totally yeah uh yeah like new york i mean obviously new york is sick like i'm i'm happy i was from there it molded me in ways that are impossible to articulate uh-huh. um it makes me feel cooler than most people you know i feel like i have just sort of you know like yeah. this you know you th- do this badge of being from the coolest city on the planet you know that's that's all tight but um it is it is funny like there's there's a degree of like uh you know like this this kind of thing where um to, to choose like like an overly like harsh metaphor but like when people are released from like a prison cell their eyes have actually adjusted where like their depth perception is like i'm, I'm talking like i'm spouting so much bogus science already in like the first 10 minutes this is very funny no, I love yeah, it. their Rogan eyes podcast. like the retinas the <laughs> exactly their rods and cones like actually adjust like because they don't need to see past the depth of like 10 feet or whatever uh-huh. it is and so they're i felt something similar when i left new york where like i didn't know any other way in a certain sense of living like, it's just kind of like yeah there's just like concrete all around you're sort yep. of abstracted from the seasons in ways that um like took so little time to kind of like fall away and reconfigure themselves once I was out here in the Bay. Cause the Bay is so beautiful. Also shout out to Boulder. I've only been there once, but I took a, um, like a cycling trip there a few years oh, ago. Cool. And cause obviously it's like super popular uh-huh. among cyclists. They love yeah. living there because yeah. you can train like, but my God, what a beautiful place. Yeah. Like, I, I can't believe that it's wasted on you, uh, Timothy. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta tap in. You gotta tap into your gorp side. Well, you know what oh it is. God. I love. Here's here's what it was. When I when I moved here from Chicago, I, I moved here and my my wife was still working. Her she was kind of she worked uh, for the Crate and Barrel on their like uh, creative side, and she was still finishing up that job. So I moved out here alone. I basically tried to like. 
I, I didn't know. I, I only knew like living in Chicago, and then I traveled. I went. I went to New York and LA and stuff a lot for work. But it was like I only knew like that type of living. So I came out, and I'd been there for a long time. So I came out here and I tried to like shoehorn in my old ways. Like I was like, oh, you know, I'll just walk through the neighborhoods and find like a bar. And I was like, nope, those don't. That's not that they don't. That's they don't have those here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so that doesn't work. And I and I went to like a bar downtown. I'm like this is like a college. This feels not right. <laughs> so like that's not the that's not the move. And I, was, I kept trying to shoehorn in like these like things I would do in cities. And I was like, it's just not here. So then I was like, okay, so I'm just going to find a hiking trail. I've never done it in my born life. I'll just start doing it. And I really like, I really liked it because it's like, it's just a long ass incline there. I liked that there was nobody there. I could really zone out Mm -hmm. hard. So I do like, I get it to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. I don't do all the like the the like the skiing and stuff like that because yeah. I just I didn't grow up with it and you know now it's like a hold to do and I feel oh, like I'm not going to go out there here. and pizza down a kid's hill. You know what I mean? To you know, yeah. mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. three year olds whipping by me. So so I don't do any of that kind of stuff. But I really have like enjoyed like hiking and being outside a lot more. Plus, like you know, in Chicago, we're, like we got like two months to go outside realistically, and the rest of the time right. you, you wish you right. weren't. And so like here, it's like I don't know. We get like what is it, three hundred and twenty five days of sun or whatever. Yeah, they say there's some. Sort and I could never. I really. I say this to my wife. Incredible. All the time, I could never go back now. Like I've been completely yep. spoiled yep. by it. I really like like being outside more than I ever did. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna get into like gardening and all that kind of stuff. You know, like yeah. <laughs> you know, none of that. <laughs> but like I do like. I do like. It's it's a different connection like the way that like kind of the city even interacts with nature it's it is nice you know what i mean and it's nice seeing all that stuff and you get totally spoiled by the sunsets and blah 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 so it's like i I have come around a lot more just just by being around it you know for the first time ever because it was yeah but but if our if our cameras were on chase and i would be sharing a little knowing smile about the fact that we'll be (laughs) whipping up a salad inside the crib and be like man some time would be fantastic on this salad step out the back door snip snip a couple sprigs yes yeah this not gardening, me i'm this loading up the sweet is, uh... green app i pick i'm picking all the pictures <laughs> my guy comes it's all packaged and it's branded it's great <laughs> timothy always says to me like oh, dumbass you don't get it food comes in packages <laughs> yeah hey, you go to the store they got mm. it pre-packed for you <laughs> i love it though no, I, I, I get it. It's just too, you know what I mean? It's just, it's like that, ne- that never like, that's why I was asking too, is, is like, it t- it's, it's taken me in like, in my thirties is the first time I ever even had like access to that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's taken like a while right, for right, like right. my brain to adjust, you know what I mean? My cones and rods haven't completely <laughs> opened up just yet. Right, right, right. So like, okay. So, so, so do you, when you moved, how long ago did you move to California then? Uh, almost 10 years now. Okay. Yeah. So, you, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you're, so you're there, there. And, and like, so before Blackbird spy plane, you were doing like celebrity profiles. I'm not, I'm not, that, that's correct. Right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, yeah, a lot of it was that probably the lion's share. Um, it's, it was basically 99%, you know, magazine profiles, yeah. you know, as opposed to sort of like long reported other kinds of magazine writing, um, where I would, uh, and still do, uh, just sort of maybe not at the, same clip that I used to, but spend time with people who uh, make things. That's the kind of like broad Hmm. um, sort of umbrella because there are a lot of actors and musicians and people in the public eye, but there were also pieces that I loved writing about like, you know, video game designers, choreographers, fine art photographers. uh, Like I did a piece on a couple like beer makers um, who uh, are like identical twins. Uh, <laughs> like there was a story bes- besides the beer, but like, yeah, the unifying thing is sort of people who are kind of good at making stuff. Um, and I liked sort of getting in orbit with them and watching like work happen. But yeah, like a lot of those people would be sort of like filmmakers or actors or musicians. Um, 
uh, for sure. Yeah. And I feel like in this way, I feel very bonded to what you're doing in the way that like, I, so I grew up in like, if I, I, I love makers and stuff like this was always like an interest of mine. Like, and you know, Chase and I both grew up in like the hardcore punk scene in the Midwest. It was very DIY. It was very much like supporting right. that type of yeah. thing always. And so it was like a natural progression for me. Like once I realized that I didn't really want to do music and stuff. And that's the only other thing I was really interested in was that kind of aspect of things. And I feel like it's pretty much what I do now. The only, if I could choose any other career path though, I grew up like, I was obsessed with Johnny Carson at a young age. I loved Letterman. I loved celebrity interviews. Like, love them, love them, love them. Uh It's like, I'm just, Uh it was the only other thing I could have ever seen myself wanting to do. And you can't just like drop into that necessarily. (laughs) And so I did kind of wonder, like, how did you get in? Like, how did you get yourself into that niche of style of interview? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, late night is like totally different. That's its own sure, skill. Sure, that's sure. like, that's wild. That, that, all, that almost goes back to like, yeah, the podcasting question. It's sort of like, I remember I did a profile of Jimmy Kimmel years ago. Um, right when he was moving from like the, like whatever it would be like the 1230 slot yeah. to the 1130, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like into the, you know, the proper, the proper slot. And I even kind of went into it because like, if someone like that is doing their job, well, you don't even realize they have a skill yeah. and yeah. because it's kind of the skill that hides in plain sight, just like, but, but sitting there like in his studio where there's maybe like, you know, 40 people in the live audience, something like that. And it's really, it's like weirdly quiet, except when the applause side, you know, goes on. Yeah. Like it's sort of this very artificial stilted room to be in. And this dude is standing in front of a camera, like sort of in the room with these 40 people, but his real audience is like the three, four million people yeah. at home. And to sort of like be comfortable and just read as natural in that situation is this why, like in part, it's just sort of something you're born with, I guess, but it's also, it's like, it's the talent of a quote unquote broadcaster. Right. And like Carson and Letterman obviously have that also shout out. They're both like Midwest Kings. Aren't yeah. They? Oh yeah. yeah. I went to um, school. I mean, Carson at the, was for at the sure. Same school Letterman went too ah there you go yeah. there you go kimmel is uh nevada i think but yeah. uh yeah uh so yeah so my shit is very different it's like it's not it's not that kind of like live sort of interviewing where someone's coming through um actually you know the newsletter interviews are a bit more like this but yeah, like for me it's 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 like less pressure on the question a lot of the time like on each individual question for a lot of times and more like me just kind of hanging out getting into orbit with someone and sort of trying to you know trying to write a long story about you know what it's sort of like to be them but yeah like catch yeah, the how vibe. did i get into that um yeah just catch yeah catch the vibe and i really love watching work happen too it's sort of like i'm always sort of pushing for that um when i'm setting up the access either directly with the person or like with you know whatever reps on their team like i just want to see shit happen because i feel like a lot of celebrity profiles generally speaking that i don't have much interest in are when you had this sort of like yeah just kind of like totally staged just like a lunch at a hotel you know yeah. or a junket whatever it is yeah they just they're trying to promote something it's like very transactional as opposed to just sort of like you're super like good at doing whatever it is you do and i just want to watch that happen so you get the the roundabout answer is that like i was always making shit as a kid i was like an only child like kept myself busy by like you know like sort of drawing comic books uh making movies with friends like you know bad movies on like vhs cassettes mm-hmm. um i want to like write fiction want to write movies wanted to make them like always sort of interested in making stuff at a certain point realized um that i wasn't either you know combination of not being as good at it, at it as i needed to be to actually you know like go all the way and or just like didn't have the ambition or drive but i still really loved sort of that question of just sort of how you know very talented creative people sort of like work through problems envision things kind of you know 
bring their visions out into the world and kind of hammer them together. And, you know, the finished product is going to look ideally like very smooth and, and produced and polished, but there's so much, you know, obviously like, you know, error and, yeah. you know, problem solving that goes into that. So writing about people um, who are really good at making things kind of became a way for me to still, you know, um, I don't know, scratch that creative itch. And obviously now with the newsletter, like there's, I mean, writing itself is creative and obviously writing in a funny voice for the newsletter is its own kind of persona mm -hmm. and doing bad photoshops allows me to kind of just like in a lower stakes context, um, scratch those itches in other ways. But yes, yeah, so like I, I went to school, um, for English, worked on the student newspaper and like, this was back when, you know, it's, 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 it's funny to think about it, but like, <laughs> it was still like not merely like a plausible, but actually like potentially like viable and like lifelong career to just like be a journalist. Yeah. <laughs> like that has totally changed, uh, you know, yeah, over yeah. the past, you know, decade or so. But so I just kind of like gunned for that, you know, and just kind of like, you know, uh, became an assistant at a magazine out of college, like filing press releases, like a real kind of working your way up from the mailroom mm -hmm. version of yeah. a, you know, of a, a, of a career path. And then shit started to crumble. Um, <laughs> about a decade ago. Yeah. Did you have across the industry? Sure. Did, sure. Is there anybody that like, I mean, cause obviously like what you're talking about is like, like what you were doing is it, it's definitely like that. That's a, like a little bit of a lost art. I feel like they don't have these like celebrity profiles like they used to, where it was like people would like go and like live with the, the person. And like, I mean, I, that, that doesn't feel like that. Like most of the ones you read now are what you described. It's you meet it, you, you have a lunch and you, you know, it's, you know, 40 minutes and you're out. And, uh, and, and it feels yes, like the question sucks. I know. And it feels like that because you feel like you're running out of time and you're, you're not going to catch any sort of like vibe. Like you're saying, like it only exists if you're able to like hang out with someone for a while. And then they, you know, they eventually just kind of like leave the space of being nervous about being interviewed or even really thinking about you there. It's almost like your job in that case, almost like you're saying is to be a little bit more invisible, you know what I mean? To a certain extent, like you're, it's not really just about your voice. And like, cause certainly I think some of the worst interviews are like, uh, at least, at least the, the, like celeb profiles are often when it's like, when when the when the interview starts talking about themselves a ton, you know what I mean, and it's oh, like of course, of course, like, and some people do that, some people love that. I never like that shit. I, I, like I'm not here for you, you know. I'm here for the person you're writing of about. Of course, yeah. yeah. Well, especially in that setting, like you know, I, I understand it in like the podcast settings now, where there's you're a little bit coming for both, and you're trying to find ways to connect. And I and I really like that for like what we're doing. Like it it makes it easier because I understand like I I'm able to do that. But like what you're describing is I think a lot harder because it's more like you're more like making a documentary. To to a certain extent, like you're really supposed to like, it's supposed to be about the subject and you're, you're there like witnessing it and putting it through your, mm -hmm. somewhat of your own point of view. Um, was it hard though to go from that to like doing Blackbird spy plane or was that like a gear you were like ready to shift where like you get to say what your opinion is a lot more? Yeah. I, um, yeah. I mean, just, I, I I'm, I'm like putting, putting a cork in it cause I could like riff on like the, you know, the first part of your question, like so much longer, because even documentaries now, it's like with a certain kind of person, they're producing their a certain celebrity. Anyway, they're producing their own documentaries. Yeah. You know, they've got like an, a say over final cut. And I think that ultimately, obviously, you sort of you can see the logic behind that. Right. It's sort of like you don't want to yeah. like slip up. You want to control your narrative, whatever, whatever phrase you want to use. But it winds up just feeling I don't know, just like fugazi. Right. It just feels it feels fake. It doesn't yeah. feel real. And like, you know, with my shit, like writing stories, like I'm not out to like make people look bad. It's not about like, just the way you put it, Timothy is like dead on. It's like, you want people to relax, not so they like quote unquote slip up and say some shit that's going to like get them in trouble, but just so the shit starts to breathe and feel like you're actually with a human 
and you're not just writing a press release about them, just saying how they're great. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, but no, you're right. Like shifting from like a, a mode of writing that was very much about like not foregrounding myself, not really using first person a lot, really just sort of like trying to make it as much about the much more interesting person than me who I've got, you know, some time with to write about to a kind of more first person thing. I, I think, yeah, was it hard? Not really, because uh, it, it's so different. Like yeah. it's like the, it's just sort of like, it's a different, it's a different mandate. It's a different job description. Like I'm not here to do the same kinds of stories. I'm not like promising the same sort of embedded, um, you know, encounters with people. Uh, but like in part, actually like sort of like the sort of like antic voice of the newsletter that, that does, that that's there for like a lot of reasons and like the slang and like, so like a lot of the, let's say the excess, um, stylization <laughs> of how the newsletter reads at times. Um, one of the reasons is actually so like, I, I can just like shift my brain over into like a different mode. And yeah. like, it's almost like I'm playing a character, a different version of myself. Uh, and so that kind of makes that transition between my like New York times magazine self and the spy plane self like that much sort of just like clearer, um, in what we've established is my feeble brain. Um, just like, Oh yeah, I'm talking this way now. Like this is a different, <laughs> this is a different, different version of me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, that, that makes it easier. Well, you know what, what I think it does is it like in, so, so a lot of, a lot of what canoe club has been about since we started was like, how do we disarm a customer from what their expectation of fashion and like and the experience of fashion is? Because I think like mm. the version of it that we all know and got accustomed to was like the old Barney's mentality of like you go in, everyone's in black suits, they're gonna ignore me. And there was pieces written on about like how these were literal tactics being used on customers to make you like not feel great, basically. Yeah. And I think that like yeah. that that, that yeah. continues still even in some of the like you know, like you go into these shops and everything and they look like museums. Like, it's like, what can I touch? What can I, am I just, and I, and I really appreciate like taking fashion that seriously to the point where it would be like looking at art cause it should be. But at the same time, it feels so goddamn uncomfortable that like you just, you just mm. never feel like you can kind of like be yourself a bit more like we're, like we were talking about. And it's the same. And we really wanted like to lead with community and it'd be a place where you can come in and just hang out and it, it kind of disarms you. And like, we don't merchandise like only ones on the floor. I mean, sometimes we just run out of room, so we have to, but like, it's not meant to feel like you can't touch things and interact with things. And it's the same way. I think that mm -hmm. Blackbird biplane, that the, the, the lexicon and the cadence is sort of like, it immediately disarms you to, even if you're kind of talking about something that would like, if you used a serious, you know, super serious tone would feel very pretentious. It doesn't right away because mm. it's like, I still want to take it that seriously, but I want to feel like I'm with like a friend. And that's kind of like how it feels to a yeah, certain yeah. extent. Like it, it really, oh, that's so cool. That that's disarming, so cool. I think is really important. And I think that there's no way that you didn't inadvertently at least, or maybe inadvertently like, like take that away from like what you were doing with like, like, like that type of interview, which it was like, you kind of need to like, you want it. I, I think the best sort of interviews is when it feels like, if you're on a date and like you did the dinner and now like you're like, all right, so we should, we'll go get a drink. And it's like, because that'll be a, a different location. Now we're relaxed now. Now we can just yeah, have like yeah. a normal conversation because mm -hmm. the bullshit's mm -hmm. over. You know what I mean? And it's really <laughs> hard to get to that place like quickly, especially when I'm, when I mean like somebody comes into a store and it's like, okay, like you can just bullshit with us and we're just like normal guys. Like it's not, we're yeah. not going to judge you. We're not judging your clothes. You're not like your opinions. Cause all I think that, like, for example, every time I talk to someone and I'm like, oh, I work in fashion and, they, and you know, this will be like me dealing with like, you know, some like, parents that my kids yeah, are yeah. hanging out with their kids and, and you go and they're like oh i work in fashion they're like oh you can don't this is now i always dress and it's like you don't need to do this whole thing <laughs> like it's why i'm not judging you you know what i mean and it's like a hard thing yeah, to do yeah, and yeah. i think that like blackbird's biplane has done that really like 
successfully, where you can talk about stuff that's like esoteric, but in a way that doesn't feel so stuffy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, well, cool. That's uh, thank you. That's like, that's, that's definitely rad to hear. And that's, yeah. I mean, like whether it's not like a conscious thing, I mean, I guess it's semi-conscious. Yeah. Because it's about like, yeah, absolutely. Just sort of um, creating a a tone where, and actually straight up, that's where like not doing a kind of like trying to like pretend to some like objective authorial, like, you know, voice that let's say I was writing about um, a designer, let's say for the New Yorker or something um, like that, that would be appropriate in that format. But here, that's right. It's kind of like, it, it, it's so analogous. It's just like, Hey, like this is not something to feel, um, you know, there's shit that we can all sort of like learn the shit we have to learn. I'm not pretending that everyone, yeah. you know, people are coming in part because they want to learn things, but it, yeah, it doesn't need to be sort of like handed down from on high. I mean, it just can't be like, I'm not an expert. Like I'm sort of an enthusiast. So I guess that is like boils down to that sort of like, like it's, it's a voice of enthusiasm with like the enthusiasm maybe dialed up like a little <laughs> into the red at times. Does it, does it make you feel more like comfortable to do like to, to put on a little bit of like a persona to a certain yeah. extent or is it just is that just what feels most natural it, it no it, it's um i mean at this point i guess it feels a little natural because i've been doing it for like yeah, three yeah, years yeah. at this point uh it does feel um it i mean it does a few things one is you know, this disarming thing that you just talked about another that i say a lot is that like for x out of 10 people who show up and say this is impenetrable. I'm out of here. There's going to be Y out of 10 who like sort of like read another one and another one and then feel like they're in on something. So it's sort mm-hmm, of like mm-hmm. creates that effect in a cool way where people are sort of like, oh, I get this reference. I'm sort of like in on something now. And I just, you know, I've, I've always loved being on the kind of like receiving end of, you know, any sort of like, you know, getting let in on a little universe type of dynamic like that. Um, it, it keeps it fun for me. Like it just keeps it like breezy and fresh. Like when I'm writing for the New York Times, I'm like stressed out in a way that I'm not stressed when I'm writing Blackbirds by plane because, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just sort of like, yeah, it's more informal. Like it doesn't need to, um, kind of, uh, be doing the same thing that like a New York times story does. Uh, so yeah, like it, 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 and then I guess also, yeah, just like playing a character just helps. Cause you got just like a li- you're putting yourself out there. So it helps to just have like a little bit of a mask on, mm-hmm. um, in some way. Cool. So, Jonah, you play into, like, the Gorp quite a bit, speaking of, like, playing into, into personas and stuff. And I also wanted to say as a side note, you are a layer king. Every time I see a fit of yours, I'm uh, like, my man. oh, bro, he's got the proportions down, <laughs> like, the way the, the way the shoes are interacting with his pants, but also he's got a coat on that's long with a hoodie. Like, I, I really fuck with the layers. I just want to shout that wow. out to you because I Thank appreciate you. that in other people. That's that's kind of what I'm always going for. So for a guy like you, that's like an ultimate compliment. It's got to yeah. be. <laughs> oh, damn, dude. But yeah, just I wanted to throw out that appreciation because uh, I think you do it really well. Um, oh, hell yeah. But uh, yeah, bro. So you've definitely leaned into like the Gorp thing and, and it's clearly part of you legitimately. Um, why do you think it hit so hard in pandemic in particular? Like, I feel like 2020 came around and everybody was like, oh shit, I'm on my outdoor tip right now. Do you think it is that people were kind of like locked up and feeling caged and it gave them an opportunity to one, express themselves with how they dress, but also like get out of the house and do something that was out of the norm? 
Yeah, well, that's, I think that you probably nailed it there. And now I'm going to try and go on some like galaxy brain shit <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and push even further than that, which is like, it was this time of radical uncertainty, sure, radical negotiability, all the kind of, there was, there was just sort of like unknowability and it was frightening, but there was a lot of, you know, potential there. And I think that in that moment, there was probably an impulse to try and find things that could root you. Yeah. That were grounding, not in a kind of like conservative sort of like restricting way, but in fact, actually sort of like maybe I've been living my life in ways that are man-made and artificial and yeah. sort of like, you know, sort of like organized by an economic system like that, in fact, was just made by people and isn't like a natural fact. So I want to kind of like look to sort of maybe find some deeper truths and, you know, yeah. people have been finding deeper truths in the soil and in the trees for a long time. Uh -huh. So that, you know, I'm like, I, I think like. I would repeat exactly, you know, the way you phrased it and also maybe like, like push into this kind of like just broader sort of like chasm of both like scary uncertainty, but also possibility that people were feeling when kind of yeah. like all bets were sort of off. Um, and I think that there was maybe like a turn towards, uh, yeah, like a turn towards nature and, you know, like the Gorp thing kind of like was tied up in that. It sort of made you like... Does that sound right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and it made you sort of have yeah. to think about like, not only like physical health, obviously, but mental health in a different way. And then there wasn't like a lot of op you, you know what I mean? There wasn't a lot of options at the time. So being, I mean, like that probably was like the best I'd feel was like on like going on hikes and stuff around that time when it was nice outside. Cause it felt like, Oh, this feels this normal. And when everything yeah. else doesn't feel normal, that felt normal. Mm. You could sort of be outside mm. and safe and comfortable and be doing something healthy for yourself and ment you know, mental health. And it mm -hmm. really felt like it was a way to connect that felt like, healthy when nothing felt healthy you know yeah, what i mean yeah. like i think yeah so i think it is funny that that like that trend sort of like came up around that same time but i also think to be honest with you i think a lot of that trend i don't think it was you know i think it's impossible to say one trend comes from any one person but i i certainly think that your your uh newsletter had a lot to do with people people's interest growing from it and i think the dudes were like yeah i mean that's oh go ahead jonah go sorry ahead. go ahead, ahead. No, I was just going to say that. No, I was truly just going to make like a small talk reply about like that's some feedback that I got. But I'm, you know, curious what you were going to say. Yeah, I just think like it also like in terms of finding spirituality and being connected to the trees, it was a way for dudes to still consume everybody to still consume and be like, I can still spend this money on this jacket, but the difference is it's going to get me outside. It makes me feel good because I'm getting outside. There's like the utility aspect of like, oh, it's raining. Let me put my shell on, pull the fit and walk to the store and back. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, totally. No, I no, you're right. Honestly, that is the kind of, um, like for better or worse, that impulse to like to consume was still there. Yeah. Even in that moment of like radical negotiability and envisioning new ways of living, there was also still, you know, for a certain type of person, just like a desire also to just to be copping. Also, I guess like a desire, you know, I think that also like what just popped into my head is also a desire to kind of like be dressing. And oh, whereas yeah, yeah. there weren't, there weren't like, there weren't social, you know, situations to like, you know, get a fit off, but you could be in the trees and have some like jacket with like mad shit going on, yeah, yeah. you know, in the auspices of just like, yeah, a, a hike or, or as you say, like a walk to the corner. But I think it was that too, right? Like sort of gorp, like, I sort of feel like for, for a lot of dudes, like, you know, sneakers are like a place where both a gateway, but it's also like a place where they will allow themselves to kind of like get nutty in terms of like yeah. colors mm -hmm. and just, sort of just like 
wild, wild sculptural choices that like will be sort of like, you know, a, a dude who like just does not see himself as like into clothes and into kind of like quote unquote weird clothes or just sort of like anything like outre will wear the wildest sneakers because just like we accept just sort of like you know, elaborate design, wild colors, et cetera, in sneakers. And I think there's something similar with like, and by the way, and those are like laundered through like performance, right? It's kind of like, oh, these are basketball sneakers that make you jump X, you know, inches higher, right? It's kind of all these choices are kind of like laundered, however, plausibly through like some connection to performance. You know, we put these shits in a wind tunnel and that's why they look like this. I think it's sort of like half true. And I think there's something, but so like, it's sort of like working basically for like aesthetic um, extra extravagance through a kind of like um a rationale of performance happens with sneakers a lot and yeah. that kind of like expanded to like like jackets with like you know mad zippers and oh, pockets and absolutely technical, technical fabrics yeah yeah no I, I need it it has this special lining that yeah. it really does wick the moisture but it, it keeps you cool at the same time you just got to try it on to understand you know you know it was a thing too where exactly. it's like all roads were sort of leading there at one yeah. point too like you're saying like the, the sneaker head guys it sort of made sense that they were gravitating towards it it made sense that guys that were like in like eg and shit we're kind of gravitating towards it because of all the like i mean pockets. people are justifying those pockets for eons you know what i mean and and same thing with yeah, like right. you know the japanese like quiet life type of shit like it all kind of like all roads kept kind of leading back to like that trend at the yeah. same time in fashion and you know what i really liked about mm-hmm. it was we talk a lot about how you know i'm not i don't think the height of menswear at all was like the guys being into like raw denim or anything like that but what i did like about that era was there was a people were excited to for some sameness because yeah. it felt like a community like oh you've got the same jeans cool we're both breaking them in we're both doing yeah. and it was like that was exciting like mm. it wasn't it hadn't gotten like as wildly individualistic as like where it eventually went and Gorp was for the first time where it felt like there was a little bit of like return to that where yeah. like people were excited to be wearing kind of the same uh-huh. stuff and be all on the same page for the first time and I really liked that about that trend where it just felt like Oh, cool. We can all be like, kind of have the same shit and like get along about it, not be like, oh, that's tired. I'm not into that shit yeah. anymore. You know what I mean? It felt like a, a return to that right. kind of community. That's interesting. Yeah. I haven't thought about it that way. Where do you think it's going next, bro? What do you think the next thing is? Well, where, what? From Gorp, from Gorp. Like, do you think that it's going to evolve to everybody's always going to be seeking out performance or do you think it's going to kind of boomerang back to, uh, you know, quote unquote menswear? in the Filson era, in the flannel and raw denim era. Like I, I see a lot of guys in our discord in particular talking about picking up another pair of like project jeans and, and mm-hmm, getting back into mm-hmm. like the super heritage boots and waxing their shit again and departing from, you know, like the synthetic materials or yeah. 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 It, it's an interesting, I mean, I'm definitely sent, I, I I just got like natural fibers generally like do seem to be kind of like um, where a lot of people are going right now, mm-hmm. like which is certainly like a swing away from all like the hyper technical stuff um, of outdoor gear. But yeah, I mean, I'm so like I, at a certain point, there's just like there's constantly like different pendulums swinging different ways. Uh, I'm like a horrible crystal ball type <laughs> predictor. Uh and, you know, even with Gorp, it was just something like that was so, you know, going back to the start of this conversation where it's just like. It's it's honestly like if you 
if I had to pinpoint like the moment when I just sort of got interested in clothes, it was this, this 90s moment around outdoor gear. So like yeah. for me, that was such a kind of like living in the Bay, getting outside a lot and like having this kind of like lifelong relationship with sort of like the aesthetics of outdoor clothes. It was just sort of like a perfect storm that like, I mean, it's, 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 it's obviously like, it feels cool. Like from an ego perspective to, to hear like you, you know, sort of like, um, you know, link the newsletter up with like that Gort moment, but it really was just this like perfect storm of like my own biography and where I was at and like where other people were at. So like, I'm not great at doing predictions. Yeah. I can say like for myself, um, an interest, uh, in kind of like, um, not clothes that maybe don't uh, announce themselves uh, in a kind of like loud way via kind of like, let's say architectural details or even mm -hmm. sort of like bold colors or patterns. I love all that stuff. Personally, I'm into um, right now, like wearing things that are just about sort of like, wow, that's a very beautiful muted color. And it like the fabric moves in a really nice way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like th th those sorts of like, which I think connects to a degree to, you know, what you're talking about was sort of like a re return to like waxed canvas or, you know, raw denim or whatever it is, but like a return to sort of like an interest in like living with a fabric, like a, a nice, it's like beautiful, natural fabric and kind of living with it, watching yeah. it wear, um, you know, watching it move through the world on you. Uh, I'm certainly interested in that in part. And this comes up a lot in the conversations I have, but like, the more we encounter clothes virtually, which is to say sort of like in the form of fit pics that our friends post mm -hmm. or that we see on our feeds, like an actual like material relationship with the way that something wears um, is kind of just like where my head is at. Uh, and 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 maybe, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if other people don't sort of like just because of a general kind of like visual fatigue, which is like seeing JPEGs of shit so much, you're going to want maybe um, clothes that like don't actually reveal what's so sick about them in a JPEG, uh, but they reveal themselves kind of like over time in real life. Yeah. And I think like natural fibers are definitely like a big, you know, uh, uh, one big answer to that. Do you, Oh, go ahead, Timothy. Well, I've been, I've been collecting a lot of like, um, La Mer and Aura Lee lately. And I've had that same experience where it's like the pictures of it alone are one thing and you can like the fit and you can like how it, you know what I mean? Proportionally and blah, blah, blah. But really those, like mm -hmm. the materials those two brands are using and the dyeing techniques and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, somewhat familiar with this working with Japanese brands forever, but those brands in, lately really have like, when I get, when you get the item, you're like, oh, there's just so much more texturally and die why there's so much more happening than you could ever see in a like no picture is going to do it any sort of justice even a video it's not it's not right. gonna, you have to like handle it and feel it and wear it to really like experience it so and it, it kind of makes sense i mean if you if you were into all this outdoor stuff you go outdoors you experience nature more you learn you know you kind of get on that wave a little bit and then it's just like yeah there might having a return to like natural fibers and natural dye techniques and stuff like that whether it goes back to like you know straight up like that more like masculine raw denim and mm -hmm. waxed or if it goes into like these really like interesting dyeing techniques like the you know the stuff that visvum and uh i'm trying to think of other brands that like tezamaya i think is another brand that like does a lot of that like really interesting like dye techniques and like i i can totally see that being like the wave that we kind of like amalgamate those trends to where it's like you're kind of into the same shit you're just kind of getting more into like natural fibers and natural mm -hmm. ways of handling fabric which yeah yeah, yeah. and like wearing yeah. it and, and and also and also i think that um you 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 make a good point when you just mentioned how sick la mer is because they also do a lot of like cool like sort of like um, it seems like material development around synthetics that are really, really beautiful too. So it doesn't even just need to be natural, but it is about, yeah. Um, 
little little asterisk for for the Lemaire shout out because I don't think that you know I think they actually do a lot of cool uh, materials that aren't strictly speaking natural. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, but yeah. but, but that yeah. That's a that's a brand where like if you're talking about like structure and like how they're like they're really I think that's a function of not just they're really thinking about the the natural wear and the natural like st- structure of the material then the dyeing like they're really like it, that, it's a brand that's like I, I think it, it it certainly I don't think it doesn't get enough attention or whatever but I certainly think that like it it doesn't get enough like shouts for like the level of consideration that goes into it's it's use you know what i mean yeah. not just not just having made a thing but how it's going to be used it's so fucking good and also to like totally contradict my theory about like shit not looking good in photos i feel like there was this supernova moment around la mer again i have a horrible sense of time but was it like was it the last was it the last show the like fall winter tw- i don't know what show yeah. it would have been but the last one where it was kind of like like shot after shot after shot it was like beautiful colors yes. beautiful clothes beautiful fits and i feel like a lot of people yeah, I mean, obviously, like you're, you know, like you said, it's not been like a deep cut to like know that Lemare is cool, but I feel like a lot of people really like lost their shit over that over that show specifically. I definitely think um, it's it's gonna God it, damn. it's having a moment. It's going to have even a bigger moment when that stuff starts to actually yeah. hit shelves. When they they were really adamant when we when we viewed it that we that they showed it on body, and I can't. Oh and yeah, it's been. I've been doing this a pretty long time at this point. I I, I can look at something pretty, I, I normally can look at something and tell you that's going to fit like this. This was truly worth seeing. Like every time they put it on body, I'm like, Oh my God, it's like, yeah, it's a whole yeah. different thing when you see it that way. Like it, it and then the, the, the color choices, like you that's said, so interesting. So good. I mean, it's, it's honestly, normally when you go and you view clothes, it's on a rack and they're like, there it is. Let us know what you want to pull, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You go yeah. And yeah. And it's fine. They were adamant that we needed to sit through them putting things on as they showed us things. And yep. they showed it to us by color. Oh, I love that. And it really, it changed the entire experience yeah. of seeing that collection. Because it was like, man, I just wouldn't, I don't think had I just seen that sitting there, I'd, I would have understood it. And yeah, then you yeah. put it on and it's like, oh my God, like the way, and they put it on like, the models were all kind of different shapes and sizes and stuff. And you're yep. like, God damn it, it just seems to work on like everybody. Like, and the, <laughs> I think that was the point. But it, it really, like like I said, that, that consideration that, that happens at some of those levels is, is the stuff that I wish they people talked about a little bit more not just oh it's really you know it's really sick you know what I mean it's like yeah, oh man yeah. like it's like the level of consideration that you'd have to have to make that product start start to finish is truly astronomical I mean it feels like architecture yeah yeah, yeah 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 well, that's such a great little detail about the showroom that's so cool yeah it, yeah it's, it, they're, they're really it's, it, they're, they really do a good job yeah because we, we viewed it virtually yeah. from New York and they were patched through to the main office and they were like kind of wrapping up that day but they kind of kept a couple of the models there and they were like all right cool no, we definitely we definitely want to highlight this jacket. So let's put this jacket with these pants and the model would come in and our our rep would be like, all right, so we've got this and that and the other. And then the other model would come in with maybe like pieces that were similar, but in a different color or a different fabric. And yeah, it was it was just sick. It was a really cool. Uh, it's much more experiential than you know, than you normally deal with. Yeah. In, show, in a showroom setting. So it was really cool. Well, and I've noticed um, you guys, it, maybe not on your site, but certainly on IG, where I guess sort of like technically it's just sort of like a little more plug and play to do this but just like having little videos of like you know like chase adjusting the cuffs on something and kind of like you know uh shrugging your shoulders to have it kind of fall like seeing just seeing something move i mean like yeah to obviously ideally you want to like have it on you and you want to like try it on but yeah yeah, just like video there's a lot to video isn't there like just seeing like just the shit moving around um is uh something that i've seen sort of 
like people who are selling clothes, you guys included, maybe start to do more and more. I yeah. don't think it's probably just like a bitch, bitch to do it on your site. Um, yeah, it's like speed and stuff. Yeah, on boring, in, yeah, it's boring stuff yeah. like that. But it's it, it is something we've been doing on Instagram and YouTube yeah. for a long time now. It was a very con- like conscious choice, though, to be yeah. like, let's show stuff in motion because sometimes the photos can only do so much justice and so yeah start totally started the thing where you walk or, or in, they can around. hide some <laughs> they can hide oh, some sure. yeah 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 100 yeah, yeah, yeah. percent. well and i think that sometimes especially when you start dealing with the, these more like subtle brands that like obviously like this group is interested in i think is is growing in popularity is like you don't when you look at like an orally polo you don't get that right away you know what i mean that just mm-hmm. it looks like a polo i mean it's a nipple it look i'm sure it's cashmere blah 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 and that's all great but like until you see that on somebody and how it sits and lays and moves with the person, then you're like, Oh, I get it now. Like you, this is like, it's the same thing with the little, especially like that seamless pant they do. When you see that in a picture, honestly, it looks difficult to wear and I don't really get it. And then you put it on, I'm like, Oh, it's like the way it moves with the person changes your entire outlook on like the piece itself. Yeah. And I guess like, you know, this definitely connects to something that like is true of my experience of kind of like, you know, my, my, the story of my relationship to caring about clothes. And I think that it's sort of like a fairly common experience, which is like early on when I was dropping bread on shit, like being, you know, looking at a price tag and my eyes kind of, you know, rolling back into my head. (laughs) I didn't, I, I wasn't interested in that like subtle polo. I was, I was like, no, I want this, I want this garment that I'm paying, you know, like, you know, half my paycheck on, or maybe not half, but you know, whatever. It's like a huge chunk of my rent money on to, um, to like announce yes, it's, sure. it's, you know, it's expensiveness. It, it, you know, like throw a diagonal zipper on that. I don't yeah, think yeah, I ever yeah. actually owned anything with a diagonal zipper, <laughs> zipper but that's, yeah, that, my brain always goes, just <laughs> yeah. like put a diagonal zipper on that. So, and then so charge me, you know, $300 yeah, yeah. Dollars, make it makes know, it for this polo, like yeah. makes it pop. Um, yeah, like make it just like so people go, ooh, you know, and of course, like now, like, you know, you walk into like, you know, or not now, like for a while, like H&M and Zara, like mad diagonal zippers on shit. But like, <laughs> I think that there you. was a sense of like, like, I wait, hold up. If I'm going to, how much is this or how much is this like knit comely polo? Like, why would I do that? And then you see it on someone, you're like, oh, that just looks different from any other polo. And not even on some, if you know, you know shit. I think anyone like they might not consciously like people who aren't into fashion, they don't know what commonly is. They've never heard of it orally or anything like that. But just like that garment is just going to manifest itself in space and make you look different than, you know, a less good one. Right. And so, you know, for, for me for a while, like it's a lesson I almost like still have to learn and you almost have to relearn it. And it's really hard to learn it through photos, which I guess is what we're talking about. We were kind of like, no, I, I want to like see what's cool about this, mm-hmm. you know, right away. Um, and sometimes, like what's cool about something yeah it's only going to emerge you know over a little bit of time through through time and space through multiple dimensions <laughs> there we go you know to, to bring it back to shroom talk <laughs> yes yes thank you <laughs> yeah you know it's funny we were actually just having a conversation a minute ago where uh somebody had asked us like you know like high low kind of pieces and obviously you do a lot of like the you know the recon stuff that you do on blackbird spy plane like do you have any pieces that like you feel like Cause I feel like there's two different kinds. There's the things you get, not as a flex or anything like that, but like, it's like you, you, you buy them to, to have them cause you love the brands and they're, they're like special pieces. You only wear, you know, but then there's like also pieces I have in my wardrobe that I probably wear more that are like special things that are not necessarily fancy, but actually get worn like a shitload. Mm-hmm. And like, like I have oh, like yeah. this like 
old YSL driver's jacket that I probably got for like 75 bucks. You know, I just happened to come up on it, loved it. Mm-hmm. Like, but the way it fits, the way it color, blah, blah, blah. It gets like a ton of wear. You know what I mean? And it's like, do you have anything like that in your wardrobe that like, that's the, you know, I guess you sort of ask this of people in your, in your, uh, in your interviews, but I'll, mm. let me ask you, do you have like that, a piece that like, uh, that is that for you? That's like this special thing. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, like, I think we've all had that experience of like, you pack, let's say you're going on a trip yes. for, you know, 11 days yeah. and you're like, Ooh, I'm going to get some fucking fits off and you pack too much. <laughs> yeah, like you're like, yeah. fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to check a bag. This by the way would never be me. I so hate waiting for bags at baggage claim, but oh, I never check. But let's just say brother. stuff, stuff, <laughs> extra shit <laughs> stuff. It brings so many fits. And then you only wear one of them the entire time. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you, you're like, yeah, I don't want to wear any of that. Like I was excited about it intellectually, but it's actually this shirt, but sorry, were, were we about to have like baggage claim bros? Like, oh, uh, was, yeah. 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 I was just going <laughs> to say like, something important. <laughs> I've, I've, I've said, I've said on the pod too, but like, I will not check a bag. I don't care. I'm bound by what is going to fit under the seat in front of me. Period. Period. Not in the overhead <laughs> yeah. bin even like, yeah. so I feel you on that. But yeah, I'm curious. But it's a good, um, but you can extrapolate that. It's like one of the things that any reader of the newsletter knows is me like extrapolating um, a stray bit of conversation like this into an entire mindset. Yeah. There's yeah. definitely like under the seat mindset or something, yeah, or, you yeah, know, yeah, carry yeah, on yeah, mindset, yeah. which is to say, um, and by the way, just like, first off, like, I think like the last time I checked a bag, like it, shit didn't get lost, although I have, ha- have had that, happen, but I've been burned too many times. I'm just not doing it again. Yeah. So I just rewear things. But no, I mean, yeah, to Timothy's question, I think what's illustrated there is that there is going to be that one thing that, you know, you know, intellectually or whatever, you kind of like appreciate these pieces that you have. And then there's something like, I think you were specifically asking about like non-fancy stuff or whatever, or like, you know, quote unquote, unremarkable things. I mean, there's this like, we could try and unpack like maybe like taxonomically what it is that like will make a garment this way um, versus, you know, another one. But like for me, like I have this like very fraying, very faded vintage banana Republic, like triple stitched, uh, like denim, like work shirt. Like when it was made in California or whatever. Right. Like it wouldn't that be, yeah, yeah. it's made in the U S it's not like the old, old tag, but it's not, yeah, it's it's still made in California. Got it at $20 for $20 at, at a spot, like just a a thrift store or like a vintage store, um, here in the East Bay a few years ago. And you just, you feel good in it. I think, but I think part, so it's like faded. It looks nice. It like, it feels comfortable. There's all that. I think there's also a certain sense of depending on who you are and what you've got to do during the course of your day, you want things. Um, and, and this is sort of like, this is something that I like sort of carry over even into like quote unquote, like fancier brands or whatever, which is sort of like that sense of the thing being kind of like unfussy and reading is really nice, but reading as worn and, um, a few, like, I guess it was last year I was in Italy to do a profile of the director, Michael Mann. He was shooting his, uh, or he was in pre-production on his new Ferrari movie, which is going to come out, I don't know, maybe this year or next year. And I, 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 I like, flew in and out of Milan. So I went to the Prada store there just to like check out the, like the super, you know, the high end mm-hmm. shopping district. Mm-hmm. And I went to Prada and like found like the, like the four things that didn't have like a metallic triangle yeah. uh, Prada logo <laughs> yeah. on them. Cause just not, not personally not interested in like logo stuff and found this beautiful, like virgin wool, like a zip up shirt, just like black drapes low, you know, drapes in this really lovely way. And I love it. It's great. It's like casual as like super fancy virgin wool Prada shirts mm-hmm. sure. go. Yeah. And yeah. yet 
I just have this mental block on wearing it because I'm like, that shirt just, it's just too, it's like on a pedestal. Yeah. In, in part, maybe I just need to kind of like power through that and just beat the shit out of it yeah, yeah. and really treat it, you know, treat it like I treat that Banana Republic shirt. But I think that there's there's a certain degree to which like, like brands that I am into now that are like really beautifully made and like made from beautiful fabrics don't necessarily read as kind of like exalted or refined in a way that like keeps me from wearing them. Mm -hmm. So like Casey Casey, like beautiful clothes, but they're like pre-crinkled, you know what I mean? And so like, it's like, Oh, thank you for just like making it look like the most like, you know, artisanal considered, (laughs) you know, beautiful version of this has been sitting crumpled up on the floor of my bedroom for the last two months. Like they somehow like work the most beautiful version of that vibe into like so many of their, so many of their pieces. Um, you know, so that would be an example of something that kind of just like reads as just like unfussy while also like, you know, looking totally beautiful in a way that like is different from like, if my Banana Republic like frayed like denim shirt looks beautiful, it's a different kind of beauty. But they're like both similarly like I can just throw this on and I just don't feel like I'm doing a thing. I don't feel like I'm just like getting super dressy or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it still works with everything. That's it. I mean, because funny enough, my, my the the thing that's in my closet that does this, it's the exact same situation is a Prada jacket that I love mm. and I love her, but I don't. It just sits there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I just like, I like knowing I own it, but I never wear it for the same. I'm just like too nervous about it. I don't know why. It's just, I've put too much into it at this point. Yeah. And it's like, I, I sometimes well, look at it and go, I'm going to sell it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not going to get to it. Well, that's a whole nother conversation is when, when you should sell. And if you just have like the luxury to have, or, you know, storage, just like put something on ice and just put it in your own library. Like we're yeah. big proponents of the library because things come around, but no, but I think that also another thing that like we're united by right now is that like, I live in a place like, you know, Oak, you know, I live in Oakland, you guys live in Boulder where like stepping out in a Prada jacket. Isn't like when I lived in New York, you wear some wild shit. No one's going to give you, you yeah. know, a second yeah. look. <laughs> Um, you just like, for whatever reason, not that, you know, there aren't some people who don't like, you you know, get off fits or whatever in the Bay, but it's sort of like, like that Prada shirt is just going to feel weird, like walking around my neighborhood in a way that it wasn't going to feel weird walking around New York. So I think there's also just like, like there's this interesting tension between sort of like being an appreciator of, you know, certain garment that is right for, um, like a slightly different context than the one you live in. And maybe we have that in common. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I it definitely feel you because I still like you kind of like buy with a mentality that you don't really need to have any longer. I've moved into a place where it's more like and I think that you've I mean, even like what Chase complimented, I think that you when I think of like your style that I know from seeing you in, in the in the newsletter and stuff is like it's very layer based and, and like complex. You know what I mean? But like not in a way you're going to know right away. And in the same way, like I feel like I've really just become interested in proportion. I don't really care so much what specifically just what the brands are. I just have like a proportion that I not only feel comfortable in, but I feel like expresses mm. myself in a way that like, if it's an, if you know, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just like, and, and it doesn't really matter what the brand is. It's like, I'm going for more of like just an aesthetic proportion rather than focusing in on like materials or brands or blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, and that, Interesting. it's allowed it to become a little bit more like Free because it doesn't have to be fancy. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. But it's right. And that, and oh, it's, I love that. It's probably why like that shirt works for you. And, that, and like mm. I have pieces a hundred percent like that. Like I have a pair of like you know, and it's green because I you don't know what I'm looking for. But it's like the old green label J Crew, and it's a pair of trousers that just happens to fit like wide but like tight where I want it to fit tied up top, and it like gives this really interesting proportion. And it's like I go back to those more than anything else, just because the fits right. I mean, the proportions yeah. right. It doesn't matter what it is. It's like I, if I could get that from 
well, I'm air than I would. You know what I mean? But it's just, it, and then it allows it allows you to not really have to worry about like how you're collecting so much. Like, cause it, cause it's, it's tough. I think that everyone wants to be a uniform dresser, like wants to like commit to a brand, but I can't, I'm never going to do that in, in life. So, <laughs> and like Chase has like a very like, he's like very color restrict. Like he's, he's like, that's where his restriction has. And I think it's nice to encourage mm. people to like find your place where you play. And yeah. then, and then the way you don't have to fuss around after that and like, but it can be proportion or color or layers or whatever yeah, it yeah. is. And then it allows you to just like dress and not think about clothes. So like, you know, it's so, it's so sticky at a certain point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you, when you well, no, this is all right. Well, let, let's spend some time on this. Cause this is fascinating. All right. I, I think that people are going to get a kick out of this because what you're saying, Timothy, about sort of like, you know, in your case, sort of like um, the sort of like primacy, even if it's in an intuitive way of kind of proportion above anything else. And sort of like things are kind of slotting into that. I'm so interested, you know, and Aaron is too, in those kinds of, okay. So for instance, like it's, it's almost like these ways to like trick your brain or like maybe if you're like, if you've got these sort of like carved neural pathways, let's say about how you relate to getting dressed, sort of like jostling yourself loose of that. And so suddenly like thinking about like, you know, actually like unlocking sort of this, this rubric of proportion would be one way, like two others that come to mind for us is like, one is like when she was commuting more, um, in the pre COVID, like, you know, remote work era, yeah. I would often, you know, we, we would sort of like have a kind of like rushed morning together and I would drive her, uh, down to the train and the outfits that I would throw together in those moments, totally like, it's like a mixture of like what I just like threw on right when I got out of bed. And then it's like cold that day. So I just go to the closet and throw some, you know, just throw something on yeah. almost like automatic dressing or something. Like oftentimes, like I would sort of like, have tricked myself into just putting together some weird shit that just fucking worked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, Whoa, like I'd never like consciously like in my, like, you know, I don't know, right brain or whatever it would be like in my conscious brain. Like I, I just sort of would have been hidebound by whatever little, I don't know, just sort of like, uh, like a dusty way of thinking about things that, you know, that, that we all get into. And, and I find that finding these like, these exercises almost where it's sort of like get dressed. Like you're just driving uh, your partner to the train and you have five minutes and you just like, and it's, and it's a little cold out. You're just like, gonna you're going to find these collisions that you wouldn't, you know, they're going to unlock things um, yeah. that you wouldn't, that you wouldn't necessarily like get to in a kind of conscious way. The other one that we wrote about recently was, which relates to layering. Um, Aaron and I both kind of independently have always loved stacked cuffs. And so we did this yes. newsletter mm-hmm. Like last, was it two? I have such a bad sense of time. Maybe it's just this past Tuesday. Oh, yeah, it's just Tuesday, uh, which was about kind of like dressing from the cuffs out, which is an idea that actually only occurred to me while I was writing this newsletter. Cause we were like, okay, we really like when you look down and there's a jacket cuff and then a sweatshirt cuff yep. and then a shirt underneath that. Yep. And they're kind of like little telescoping, little like I call it like a, like a little wine flight, you know? Oh, different yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know exactly where you we're know, at. Like now. Sort of, yeah, exactly. So like, you know, this color just goes with this texture, which goes with this color, et cetera. And so like just getting a pleasing, like a hit of pleasure from just looking down at that. But then I realized like, actually you could sort of like dress with that as a principle and there's going to be mistakes. And like, once it gets to like, oh, this shirt under this one, yep. like the tails are too long of this button up and it's sticking out too much. Or maybe, in fact, that button up where the tur- where the tails are really long and you have this rule in your head, oh no, I can't wear a shirt with really long tails underneath a short, you know, a cropped sweater. Maybe if you dress from the, you know, from the cuffs out, you're going to say like, okay, this cuff is going to look beautiful under this cuff. And then suddenly you'll say, you know what? God damn it. 
I was hidebound by these rules, but these long tails are working come out of this, you know, cropped sweater. Yeah, yeah. So like it's a way to kind of like jostle yourself free and make discoveries. So anyway, like I, I hope that my like enthusiasm over this idea of proportion like didn't just like derail the conversation oh, but no. like i love these kind of like these tricks and techniques or whatever it is for just kind of like i don't know, coming at things from a different angle and and like maybe like we don't our conscious brains are often wrong and we have all these preconceptions and like ideas in our heads and look i mean honestly you don't, you don't need any illustration of this beyond just like look at a photo of yourself from five years ago and you go what the fuck was i thinking yeah, yeah, yeah. but in that moment you thought you were so right right so like these ways to kind of like get out of that sort of like I don't know that, 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 that frontal lobe or whatever. Yeah, the rules you you, you like, got to get out of your, I mean, it's yeah. like a function of like, I have this like true North, a couple true Norths in fashion. And, and one of them is I one time saw a guy, I was out, I was out on one of my walks where I'll just walk for two hours and I, I was walking around. I saw this guy, he pulls up, he, he pulls up in a, like a little Mazda Miata beat, but like, this is his car. You know Love what I mean? It. He's a big, the big pretty big guy he gets out of the car he's got he's got a like a you know like a a2 leather bomber that like god knows where he got it but it's 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 old it's and like the proportions are big it it almost looks to me like he Mm. must have had this thing tailored like the sleeves got shortened but he kept the length and it's like it's an interesting proportion he's and it's beat to shit like this is his one of three jackets you know what i mean (laughs) he has these like really beat like chinos but they're like fraying in like the ways that you like wish you could pay to buy them ahead of time yeah. in this way he's got this <laughs> right, cool right. pair of loafers on that looks like he keeps these nice because this is what he keeps nice and he's got a, a, a an actual tour like probably worth decent money smashing pumpkins melancholy t-shirt and like wow. a sick ass polo hat and he's got a new york times shoved under his arm and he and he's just burling the out fuck? of this fucking thing who was this guy i don't know <laughs> but i think about this guy all the time Incredible. because he thought about yeah. none of this when he got no, dressed these are just the shit. things that he likes and he put them together kind of like you're talking about it's like it's almost like meditation where if like if you can just get out of your own way to think how your brain just wants to think because it's like the same deal like as you said that i'm like i guess i never thought of it in this way but a lot of times the more interesting clothes I put on is like, okay, well, I'm going to go run and get a coffee after I drop my daughter off at school. And then I'm going to try to like maybe go to the gym. So I have to like kind of make all those things fit. And then you put it all together. You're like, damn, this is kind of hot. Like what I yeah. put together sort of works in this really interesting way. Cause it's all, and I think exactly. it's, if it's and all you're stuff, uninhibited. Exactly. And if it's all stuff you love and you're actually living your life in it. Yeah. It work. It works in a way that only like you only see like dads like come out and, and you're like, damn, that kind of it's kind of sick. Yeah. And it's because you're just doing your thing. And it's like that's the thing yes. is if you can get out of the way of like I'm not dressing because of a person, not dressing because of a brand. I'm not dressing. We even get the and we talk about this when we when we're styling clothes a lot of the times because sometimes. My wife does the creative direction here. She does the photos and all that stuff. And sometimes we're just too busy. We'll usually pull the outfits. And sometimes we're too busy and she'll pull the outfits. And the things that she pulls, I would never put together because I can't get out of my own way to a certain extent. Because you go, Mm. I know how the brand would put this together. And I'm always trying to like fight myself on don't try to do their thing. Try to have our own opinion on it. Because that's that's our job Mm -hmm. as a store. And it's like the same thing. It's like Mm -hmm. you got to like somehow... Get out of your own way with clothes. Still love clothes, but, but quit trying to like fit them into a bubble. It's like like I, I tell guys all the time when they're trying to like, well, I want to have like these things and I don't want to have much. I'm like, stop worrying about that. Just own a bunch of stuff you love and then put it together in a way that like j- just works for your life. Yeah. And then and then I think that's where yes. like that je ne sais quoi comes from with with clothes and styling. 
and to get to to put a little pretentious cherry on 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 top of that <laughs> i think that also though like it's not merely like oh stop caring and just toss whatever on because like you know nine out of ten dads at like the school drop off are not like doing no, shit like country, anywhere close to like drop off to, to to homie in the to homie in the miata yeah yeah, yeah yeah um and and so it's, it's almost like first off there's just like there's just lightning striking and who knows what brought you know who knows what life that guy has lived and who knows what brought him to that moment but setting him aside for a second it's almost kind of like like in like i briefly uh in high school i went to LaGuardia, which is this art school in manhattan for like studio art mm -hmm. and the reason i didn't and the reason i didn't last long is because i was into comic books i just like i was like 13 and like x-men were like fucking cool yeah. <laughs> cool yeah, yeah, yeah. in my in my universe and i wanted to draw, draw draw comics and so of course obviously as anyone knows like you go to art school whether or not your ultimate goal is to draw comic books you're going to be spending semester after semester like drawing bowls of fruit it's like mastering yeah. fundamentals yeah. learning the quote-unquote right way so then you can play around and i think that like in part this ver this kind of like uninhibited you know like pre-conscious or unconscious kind of like fit assembly that we're talking about like either there's just like natural untra untrained talent let's say that's your outsider artists who sure. have never sure. been in an art class yeah, yeah. and maybe like maybe maybe our king and the miata is is a version of that or maybe he spent life you know like you know doing doing the still lives learning the fundamentals yeah. and then kind of lets lets himself go avant-garde lets himself play but I, I generally certainly in my case i feel like a lot of still lifes need to happen before you can kind of like get to that point where you know it's it's a version of the cliche of like luck is what is it luck is 99 preparation or whatever yeah, it is yeah, like yeah. that that totally inspired collision of things i think is easier to come by if you've you know spent a lot of time overthinking shit <laughs> well i'm sure you get this <laughs> you know, a lot like because on, on the way to that moment there's got to be guys that ask you like for advice guys and gals asking for advice all the time on clothes and i get that a lot every every they like want you to they want to be told what to do and i'm like the whole point especially like when you're talking to like people in the 20s and 30s and stuff i'm like just experiment like don't worry about it. like just do the things you want to try to do they'll work or they won't work yeah. but you'll at least push your brain a little further in, in a certain direction or learn something about yourself and clothes at the same time and just allow it to be because i think that's the thing everyone wants it to be clothes to be so rigid and uniform and i'm like it's just not going to be that until like you're saying you've really like learned your own taste and the only way you can do that is by experimenting around and yeah, that's like yeah. that should be the fun of it yeah. you don't need to master this and you don't need to have some like ideal like i only have a couple things in my closet and these are the things that i know and love it's like it's not it's gonna change plus it's fashion like if you don't like change don't like fashion that's the silliest thing you could get involved in if you are yeah, like yeah. not prone to change so Numb. No, it's yeah. It's so funny. That is the push and pull, right? Because it's kind of like th th this fundamental contradiction, which is not exactly what you're saying, but which is like so core to so many people's questions about kind of like how they should be dressing and you know what you know whatever whatever style guidance they want. Kind of fundamental tension is that like there's this desire among a certain kind of person to sort of like get off the carousel and just be done with it. I want to find my uniform is a version yeah. of that. I just want to lock in what I do, and that sort of like has to just sit in a kind of like fundamentally like unreconcilable tension with the fact that when you care about clothes, your eye is always going to be changing and it's always going to be looking around the corner. Oh, yeah. You might, you know, you might, your, your metabolism might be a different speed from someone else's metabolism, but like by definition, 
like there's no getting off that carousel. And like, even when I see old people, like I think part of the fantasy of a really well-dressed old person is they somehow, is they stopped caring. And obviously in some sense they did, but on, on another level, like, no, they didn't. They still like, they have eyes. They know what they're doing. There's like, they didn't get dressed in the dark and maybe some of them did, but like, (laughs) I don't know. There's kind of like, there's no, a, a phrase that Aaron said recently when we were talking about like a version of this question where she was like, people just want to be done with it. And there's no be- being done with it is dead. Like if you just like lock in to a certain kind of person who cares about clothes and cares about fashion, like when you're done with it, like you're dead, you're like, that's it. Like there's no more, there's no more explana- exploration. All the things you actually love about clothes require this like contradiction between like never quite being done with it. There, there's always going to be an itch. Um, oh yeah you're just gonna stay you're gonna stay alert to just kind of like there's like even when people are like oh i got this one button up and it's the last one i ever need yeah how does it fit like that fit isn't gonna like be as satisfying to you or maybe there's a chance that that fit is not going to be as satisfying to you five years from now ten years from now as it is now you know like there's no such thing as like the cl- when i hear about like, the classic timeless button up like there's so many variations. How big is the lap- the, the lapel? What's mm-hmm. the material? You know, how long are the tails? Uh, how wide is it? How you know are the armholes super high and tight or are they lower? Like people were calling band of outsiders Oxford's like perfect timeless shirts. You know, ten years ago they still look great in an abstract sense, but like armholes are not hitting that high anymore. No. Right? So there's all these things that are like constantly changing. So there's no. There's no getting off. There's no getting off the carousel. But that said, I really want to get off the carousel. And it's like that tension is kind of, I guess, where a lot of like a lot of fun can happen if you just sort of like regard it as fun and not as torture. <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of like yeah. like I, I play music and I think that like a, a thing that happened probably, I don't know, maybe when I was like 18, 19, 20, somewhere in there, I'd played a lot at that point and I played with bands and that's how I learned. You know what I mean? I really learned by just jumping in wherever I needed to. And I was, I was pretty, I was naturally okay. And I think you do have to have like a natural like sense of self when it comes to clothes. So there, there's that. But I think mm. that at the same time, like when it really became doing something interesting in, in music was when I, when I stopped worrying about having all the right stuff or stopped worrying about like, here's what it is. When, when guys play guitar, the first thing when they start picking it up, they start asking like, well, what's like the strumming pattern? That's something I have not mm. thought about in 30 years at this point of playing guitar. Like, I don't think about how to strum it. Mm. I just hear it and I'm like, I know what to do. And that's sort of, I think what you're talking about, like this, this like you're all working towards like this, like kind of self-actualization yeah. inside of fashion where it's like, you no longer, I don't have to like, I can look at something and know if it'll work or not, or if it works on me or if I like it. I just have like a natural, like it's just immediate sort of response to something. But like you're saying, that's a learned thing over time. That did not just happen. It's just over time, I stopped having to pay attention to certain things. Like I know what proportions will work. I know how to buy. I don't think about what size to buy. I just buy a size and I'll make it work inside of a thing. You know what I mean? Like you're, Mm. you're, you're playing around on purpose like you you, like when people ask advice it's like you just need to start doing it i can give you a couple like pointers like hey you know you might want to like start with like start replacing core pieces because that or or if you're like a sneaker guy like i don't poo poo like sneaker heads like if that's what got you into the thing like if that's what made you love clothes and that's what made you change your jeans so it'll work with the shoes then great you're like you're 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 in you know what i mean you're you're gonna it's gonna take everyone's evolving at a different pace but like find the thing that makes you love it. Like, you know, if you like, for example, if you just really wanted to play guitar and even if you're not good right away, you'll get there. You just got to keep doing it a bunch. And then that's what it is. So it's like whenever when people want to be done or jump off the carousel, it's like, then you've stopped being interested in, I mean, it's like, they, I think people fall off of like keeping up on music and shit sometimes just cause it's like, it's hard. It's hard to keep up on. It's like, mm-hmm. if you want to jump off, you can, 
and you'll jump off at a certain point, and that's why you see like older people sometimes of like, where well, they must have re- they've been wearing that same shirt or jacket for a long time because that trend or whatever has yeah. changed. But it's like if you keep on the carousel, like you're saying, and you keep experimenting, and keep, you just have more and more fun with it because the stuff that used to be take a lot of thought or like you'd be anxious about that stuff just kind of melts away at a certain point. You don't really think about that thing. People, you start. people want the, like the download in the first matrix where like suddenly like Neo knows Kung yeah. Fu. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. They want to just like skip, skip to the mastery. But like mm-hmm. that, I mean, in part you're kind of like it, it, what you, what you miss out there is like the kind of like joy of like fumbling and making mistakes yeah. and just kind of like learning shit and just like spending time with it. But yeah, like any hobby, the, the only thing that I'd say though, is that like with clothes, what's unique about that. And this is like, I think this is, this relates to like not listening to music anymore, but the difference is like, there's, there's actually no getting off this carousel in the sense that you will always need to wear clothes. Even if you become a nudist, that is a form of self-presentation. Like there is no way to like exit the signifying game and you can kind of like decide that you care more or less about that, but like you, you can't not signify, um, (laughs) <laughs> and that's kind of a mind fuck for a lot of people. Yeah, you can't you know, really choose. No, to not there's no non-choice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. There's no there's no non-speaking. Like you're you're gonna say something, even you know, even that dude, like whatever, just like proverbial dude who like gets on the plane, you know, just wearing like flip-flops and the cargo shorts, like, you know, a few rows ahead of you, like he might not have thought about what he's wearing. I honestly chances are he did. He's doing shit that's like working in whatever context for him. Sure, but sure. like he's still signifying, he's still presenting some way. And I think that's a mind fuck to a lot of people. Yeah. But yeah, so like that's like that's what sort of like distinguishes like caring about clothes from other hobbies is that there's this kind of like everyone, everyone's opted in. There's no opting out. Yeah. Um it's just how yeah Got how you dress. approach it. 100%. Yeah. Gotta get dressed. General, where do you think um where do you think Blackbirds by Plane goes from here? Like, do you want this to be a bigger thing than a newsletter? Do you see it like could you could you see owning like having your own collection or you know, I, I know you were doing that I really like that ambient music thing you were doing for a little while there. Like, do you see this like expanding into other places or or are you or do you think it's just it lives in a newsletter and that's where it exists? Um, no, I, I think that there could be, I mean, like the, the, the broad answer is that like, I, I have never, um, been like overly, I, I get like, I get a lot of fun out of doing the same thing over and over and over again. Like I like just sort of like drilling into stuff. And mm-hmm. so I have never been like, let's say overburdened by ambition, like in yeah. part, yeah. it's like why I like, you know, 20 year magazine writing career, I just wrote profiles. Like I just kind of like want to get into the form of writing profiles and never wrote a book. Um, it's just sort of like, it, like it, not that I ruled it out, but sort of like I'm content to just sort of like drill into one thing and do it like way longer than someone who's maybe a bit more fitful. Um, would want to. And so that correlates like sort of like, yeah, not being overburdened by ambition in that sense of just kind of like scale, scale, scale. I don't have that. I don't have a desire to scale quite the contrary. I feel like a lot of things that people love, and this is like, I've, I've, I've said this in, in a few conversations, but like things that start off that feel small and special are kind of something about them. If it isn't outright ruined, can often be changed, not necessarily for the better, by a desire to make it bigger mm. and expand. Yeah, absolutely. That's not obviously that's not a that's like an obvious thing to say. And yet, there's this kind of like you know cultural or like societal like fetish put on scaling, 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 expand, expand, expand. And I know you guys like you know have talked about this in 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 a context of the store and sort of like being sort of anti-scale for scaling sake in a certain way. So like that is how Aaron and I both feel. That said, like if if sort of there are things that arise out of the success of the newsletter 
that are fun to do, we love doing them. And so like, for instance, we, and it's like sort of been very modest, but like Tarvis, um, the kind of like cool, like sort of Gorpy walking shoe company out of Finland hit us up and they were like, Hey, we have like a bunch of different, like dead stock fabrics. Do you want to look at some of them and pick some colorways and make a shoe? And we like settled on one and like made a very small run shoe with them. Like things like that, um, that like, I don't know, just like, it was cool. Like we like to look at the shoe and we picked some fabrics and like put something out into the world, that kind of thing, you know, whether, you know, versions of that, um, are exciting to think about doing. Uh, and part of it is like finding the time to do it. And mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, like the, the newsletter is demanding in its own, in its own right. And like, and just like, do you start hiring a staff? And I don't know, that's like, that's not really a conversation that we're thinking about. Yeah. So part of it is just for like being only two people and, you know, Aaron has a full-time job. So she's, you know, kind of like pitching in, like in the crevices of her job, mm-hmm. you know, uh, otherwise, but like, yeah, it's like, so like, no, I, I guess what I'd say is that like, generally speaking, like to be like, almost like, um, I don't know, contrarian about it. Like, no, I would like to not change at all. Mm-hmm, I'd like mm-hmm. to, to like keep doing the exact same thing in the sense that there's like, I don't know, there's just like, not everything has to grow. I remember like Scott Sternberg talking about this in, I think it was the New York Times magazine cover story about um, like everybody world, excuse me, er, entire world. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to everybody world, but no, yeah. entire world, <laughs> uh, you know, Scott Sternberg's post band of outsiders brands yeah. where I think he was talking about in part what went wrong with band of outsiders with the, they got investors who wanted like 10 X the way investors do. And so suddenly band of outsiders like was doing all this shit that wasn't like core proposition and what had been like a very like buzzy, like profitable, but, you know, in a relatively small sense, like enterprise just got too big for itself and just overextended itself and collapsed. Mm-hmm. Um, what's really cool about this current moment when it comes to like crowdsourcing and just so like the only money that we take is from readers like chipping in, you know, $5 a month, $50 a year, whatever it is, um, is like the, the fact that like that is viable means we don't need to start like overextending ourselves yeah, for the yeah. sake, sake of overextending ourselves. And so it's like, it just becomes like, okay, what could we do that's fun? And like, obviously everyone says that. Um, thankfully, like, like, like real talk, materially speaking, like our mortgage is manageable. It's low. Like we just don't have the kind of economic pressures on us, including just like greed and avariciousness Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> to just like start doing a bunch of shit. And, you know, I was just like, I don't know, we, we're sort of like, we are sort of like precious for better or worse about the kind of like the weird ecosystem we've created. But I think that honestly, like at this point, there's like a very precise, like pH balance or whatever. And like people who like really love Blackbirds by Plane who come to it, like we have to tread pretty carefully about mm-hmm. like how we expand or how we try new things. It has to feel right. Because I think that there's like, I don't know, we're just like, if there's suddenly like the water's too alkaline, alkaline or the water's too acid, people are going to be like, whoop, this is not like, yeah. this is not the fishbowl I enjoyed swimming in. Yeah, yeah, sure. So yeah, we're, we're trying to respect the fishbowl. No. Something really peaceful about that. And I, I appreciate that in you, that you're like down to do the things you like and you don't need to change it for the sake of more money or for the sake of change or for the sake of like outside pressure. It's like you found some joy in this. You found that it's sustainable to an extent. And so why would you push it into something that it's not for the sake of making more money or just for the sake of doing quote unquote more like you're finding satisfaction in it. And that's kind of what matters most. And I I love that. It's so beautiful. Like truly we're so lucky, but like, that's like, that's the way we feel, but also like, it's, it's not, it's, I mean, you can't, 
it's not guaranteed. Like shit is fucking tough. Like I, yeah. I, I, I like, I begrudge no one just like doing shit for a check because checks are fucking hard to come by. And we're just like in this very fortunate position where, you know, this kind of crowdfunding model just like works for us. Yeah. And so we don't need to, we don't, we're not like forced to think about other things that, you know, yeah, I, I take no shots at anyone else doing things different ways. Well, I take some shots at some people <laughs> doing things different ways, but generally speaking. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. All right, man, we're kind of getting... It's important to take shots. It's yeah, important yeah. to take well, shots. Yeah, 100%. Bro. Please. If we're not taking shots, you got to... You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I, we're kind of getting to the end of this here. We always do a thing at the end where we do like basically like a hot take, but you know, it's never, you know, it's not really hot, but we'll just do a weird question that's off topic. So the one, Chase, you, this is your question today, so I'll let you present this one, even though it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I like this one. I feel like you might have a, a good answer for this, especially after our conversation. Um, let's just get right to it. What animal would you be if you were an animal? Mm. Oh, wow. I'm gonna, you know what just popped into my head as I gaze up at, at the cloudy Oakland sky? It would be pretty tight to be a bird. Mm-hmm. Isn't that flight? Mm-hmm. I think about that a yeah. lot. It's, yeah. It's like an extra ability that comes with that choice. That's, yeah. that's interesting. Well, and, and you know, and it's the, sorry, go ahead. I would just say bir- birds are freaky too, dude. You know, like they remember faces and they'll bring you gifts and they can like pigeons used to be fucking message carriers. Like I, th- I think there's something about birds that we don't quite, uh, quite get as humans. You know what people, you know, you're absolutely right. And it's so funny when people are like, oh, you know, if, 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 if aliens showed up, what would you do? And it's like, aliens are already here They're in here, the form dude. of like, yeah. uh, uh, you know, a fungus sort of, you know, uh, underground mushroom colonies uh-huh. that we do not understand. And even just like the consciousness of so many animals, birds would be one of them for sure, man, for sure. Uh, and it's not just flight, also just like beautiful song, beautiful song. What are they talking about? I don't know. What are they singing about? <laughs> Is it even a song? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's so fascinating to me. Like there's this book, How to Do Nothing, that maybe you guys have read by Jenny O'Dell. Um, she's actually an Oakland writer, but it became like this big bestseller. And she writes a lot about crows and specifically, yeah, when you, Chase, when you're talking about them bringing gifts uh-huh. and recognizing faces. But she sort of like has this very like vibey, meditative kind of like passage on just trying to like see herself through a crow's eyes. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, so being, I, I'd be a bird, not, not, not only for the cliche, but totally tight, like benefit of being able to fly. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to experience that, that bird brain. That, oh yeah, there's, there's clearly something <laughs> that, to it dude like you know they're different than <laughs> cats or dogs or bovine or what have you chase do you have yeah, one so I can't, i'm not gonna pick a, i'm not gonna pick a breed but i'm gonna be a bird okay. okay cool cool i wish you picked a breed but i'll, I'll allow the bird <laughs> Crow, crow's pretty cool if you crows were gonna cool. default yeah. yeah 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 they look cool too i have i have like a a dream not a dream but like a loose plan in the back of my head that when we finally do buy like a house and own some property i want to get some crows in the mix like i want to figure out how to like how do you get crows in the mix what do you mean you know they're, they're, like, they're gonna come yeah, yeah yeah and then like if you form a relationship with them they will generally be with you you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying Mm-hmm. So I, I would like that's that. the other thing that that Jenny O'Dell talks about is they really love peanuts. And so she and I did this for a while inspired by her to go to the supermarket, buy like a big bag of like bulk peanuts yeah. and like step outside and you just like hurl them and they, you know, they just love they love the peanuts and they will be your friends for life. And so oh, I just like felt I, I just like I was a bad I was a bad neighbor to these crows and that I just like it just like slipped my mind one too many times to pick up the bulk bag. Um, and I feel like they've kind of just like moved on from me. But for a while they would like follow me around like when I 
left my house, they would like fly like down the block as I walked away. No and just be way. Like, it's the peanut guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is totally, this is the dream, totally. dude. That's really cool. Uh, you've reinvigorated <laughs> a, a a need in my life, and I will start seeking it out immediately. Um, Hell yeah! But yeah, Tim- Timothy, I, I do have an animal. Yeah, what's right name? now in 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 this day and time in this exact moment something along the lines of like a mountain lion like a bobcat something a little more secluded yeah but still Mm -hmm. you know very elegant like there's something about like a big cat i think big cats in general are just really sick but a mountain lion geographically here in colorado i know i wanted to choose the same thing only because like i've had like a kind of a special relationship with cats my whole life like i don't know what it is like i mean i think chase were you with us the night when I, i we were getting in the you called me immediately though yeah. to tell me about it well because i because i never i always tell people this is a thing like I, cats have always liked me I, there was like I, I did stuff at like a at a shelter like in the ones that like no one could touch i can i can do it i remember one time my 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 this boss i worked for wanted me to watch his cat and he's like just you'll never see her she's not around blah 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 and i said nah i'll, I'll be able to hold her by then he's like no one holds her in the house good luck and i day two i sent him a picture of me holding the cat this cat that was around the neighborhood, I used to wow. see him walking around and I would pet him and stuff. And then I, one time I said, Oh look, it's that cat I see all the time. And I said, watch this. And I called it and it came running over and jumped in the car with me. And I was like, I just, I have like a weird thing with cats. My grandpa yeah. had it too. I, I swear to God, it's something in the thing. So I feel like I would want to be a cat cause it's what I'm most, some sort of like, and I want to, and a big one. Cause I really, I'm not like super into nature or anything, but I love animals. Like, and I, like, yeah. and I know zoos are bad and everything, but when you see an animal up close like that, you're like, Holy shit, this yeah, is yeah. like a whole other, like, that's a, that's an experience i'm 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 there for yeah so yeah. i would want some sort of big cat i was thinking like like a mountain lion because they're yep. i like that they're sort of plain looking compared to the yeah, other ones they yeah. don't got any like marks or anything they're sort of like gray yeah yeah those are they're pretty i'd like to see one in real life because i've seen like bears here yeah, I've seen yeah, yeah a couple big animals but but not not one of those things but they say you if you never you never see it if you know if you're if you're excited because it wants you to see it yeah i i do three winters ago driving home i told you i saw a lynx i saw a lynx do two leaps across the road and big old tail wow. and, oh. and and everybody was telling me i said guys i get home to all my roommates i said guys i just saw a lynx and i'm googling it and they're like no they're not here and then there were more stories coming out of boulder of links have started to come in and this and that but yeah to the point you see them and they're, they're that's different. beautiful yeah. yeah yeah really bob bobcat bob walked in front of me and my buddy on out on Whoa. a trail in marin the other day and he was just kind of gliding by apparently he's sort of like habituated enough to people on the trail that he kind of gets gets close by but man just like yeah just stepping through the grass with the with the, the elegance of a bobcat yeah, something yeah. too and, the, and those beautiful ears and the big kind of like round paws but they don't make a sound yeah Uh, yeah. (laughs) when i wash my we have like a we got our our, our cats we had a long long time died but then we got in we got like a kitten recently a little barn cat and watching that thing move around and do stuff like i could watch that that you could i'll give you my tv i don't need it i want to watch that thing just do (laughs) interact with shit because it's like like i said they they, they're kind of violent like all the time but like in a very elegant way it's very interesting (laughs) yeah so some sort of cat. Johnny, you got you got pets? Yeah, we have uh, uh, a yeah. by this point if we talk about cats anymore people are definitely turning off the podcast yeah, now but it for we the have, so it's we, okay. <laughs> we, we we got <laughs> we have a we, we have a, a a beautiful beautiful funky ass cat. Love to hear it. What do you mean funky like a specific type? Um, probably a bunch of different types. She's you know, like a, a shelter adoption cat, and mm. she's funky. I don't know. She's like she like looks like she could from one angle. She looks like she could be fancy feast, like very oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. sort of like long haired and mm-hmm. elegant. But then like 
I don't know why she's like missing a little chunk of eyelid uh, from from some previous Whoa. life of hers. Like she's just she's a scrapper. She's just, she's yeah. like a she's like she's like a Jean Paul Belmondo kind of beauty. Like oh, she's cool. she's been in she's been through some kind of shit. So yeah, like from yeah, certain yeah. angles, just like almost insufferably beautiful. But yeah, yeah, she's a uh, she's fucked up and scrappy in a way that uh, brings it down to earth. Wow. Well, Jonah, this has been a pleasure, man. I think we could go. I could easily. I, I was debating, do I want to ask another one? And I was like, we got to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I really appreciate your time. And it was really nice getting to talk for a longer period of time. And when we say that a hey, lot, likewise. but it was, it was really cool getting to know you, man. And, uh, and, and really appreciate your time for doing this. Hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's cool to chat with you guys. Absolutely. But where can people find you? Obviously Blackbird's by playing, but what, what you, you want to point them in any other direction? Oh yeah, I mean, just go to blackbirdsbiplane.com and you know, don't need to do the whole litany. There's some other socials, but yeah, blackbirdsbiplane.com. Check yeah, it out. Right on. Yeah. All right, man. Well, you have a good day. I really appreciate this again, man. We'll we'll, we'll talk soon. Hell yeah, talk to you soon. Peace.